good day. Good day, mate. It's, you know, been quite some time since we, well, since we potted, but also since we actually played the music live. That's a, I'm letting people see behind the curtain. Sometimes I'll just, most times I'll just put the music in afterwards. Yeah. But this time my rig is set up so that we could listen to music. That's kind of nice to roll it in. No, that was, that's our more original and natural state. It and does. so I really appreciate being able to do that. feels like good old times, Mike. For, for what? What is this we're doing again? We are recording a, uh, a podcast. It's kind of like a radio, but you can, it's an MP3 or you can oh, stream. Okay. It's kind of like radio on your oh, phone. Oh, you went right to the very <laughs> basics. Yes, because you now, that was the 10,000 foot view now. Uh, so we call ours, Like Trees Walking. Okay. We are a podcast about fun, faith, and family. Oh, boy. <laughs> friends uh no we are a podcast where we talk about the big issues big questions uh we look at them from an explicitly but not explicit and we've only had a couple of e-marked episodes <laughs> that's, right. that's usually that's the guests we want to let them speak um uh, from an explicitly christian perspective uh, but we welcome all comers to eavesdrop in on our conversations and we are trying to just provoke thought and mull things over and, and so you get to eavesdrop on our conversations here Yes. And we hope that you find them enlightening, elucidating, and entertaining. Wow. Well done. But I got to get off at this floor. Thanks. It was a good pitch. Good elevator <laughs> pitch. But uh, we're pretty full up on our slate. So yeah, we're thank not, you. We're not looking to produce any more podcasts. We're, we, we're pretty... That space is that already space. pretty crowded. Yeah. Crowded space. Uh, yeah. So we're going to tackle a, a big issue. I have something to speak on. And, uh, and then we have... Um, well, we have sort of a, a, a sonic treat for you. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll get into that later. But let's dive in to the big topic. All right, as Mike. We so, so often do. Yeah. So you're the one who brought this. Yeah. Um, you were you were it struck you seemed to me like a bolt from the loop. You were thinking about something, and you were just you were like, wow, this is yes, in, in, yes. an incredible thing. Um, it prompted from me a response, which will make sense in a minute. Let me ask you first. Here's how I got to it. Okay. Um, how's your, how's your hearing? And please don't say what. <laughs> All right. I, they, te- you know, I, I've got it checked when I, okay. went, when I got my last the physical. Audiologist? Uh, it was just part of my regular physical. Actually. Okay. They do like the little, like hold up your hand, you know, thing. Beep. Yep. Heard that. Beep. So, and I'm, I, I am old enough that I, there's like the kid's ringtone or whatever. The that, mosquito tone. Yeah. The mosquito tone. I can't hear that, no. but, uh, my hearing is fine. Okay. Yes, mine is mine is good. I I protect my hearing. I used to be a piano tuner. I've been interested in acoustics. I've been in music, so I earplugs. I wear them in environments, and I I have the ears of a younger person. That's good. It's one of the few things about which is younger. Can, yes, I definitely took up like wearing earplugs because you know you go to a concert and it's like, oh it's tremendous damage if you don't wear them. It's horrible. Wear them. Everyone wear earplugs. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that got me to. Uh, testing my own hearing and kind of looking that up got me to this. Have you ever heard of the Weberian apparatus? No. <laughs> of course not. I had not either. Uh, I encourage anyone, look it up on if you want on Wikipedia. If you're not a Wikipedia person, you can find it anywhere Apparati else. or apparatus, Mike? Apparatus. Now, what this is, is it's uh, discovered by Ernst Weber, I assume. He seems like he's German. I don't know. <laughs> he has to be. No relation to Max. Yes. This, this was discovered quite a while ago. It's like these bones, these little tiny bones in certain species of fish 
that attach in this incredibly complicated way to swim bladders in their body so that they have a form of hearing. And and if you look at the picture, it's like incredibly complex, okay. like little bones. So it looks, it's kind of like it could be part of your ear, but it's the inside of a fish, right? <laughs> okay, so Mike, so this is a podcast this where we talk about the big issues yes. of faith, life, not small bones okay. on a fish. So I'm can you please, can you please tell me what this has I'm to do with I'm getting to it. Our this, podcast. This led me to like, wow, and you, especially if you, I'm looking at the picture of it right now, the drawing, mm-hmm. and, and just thinking, this is complex. This looks like it might have been designed rather than just sort of thrown together in a fish and hope that it comes out the other end as a kind of hearing. Uh, and so that got me to, it's the argument from design I want okay. to talk about as well as, uh, because I think it's related. The uh, fine-tuning argument or the Goldilocks mm-hmm. argument. Okay. All right. This is against theists or against uh, uh, atheists. Okay. So anti-atheist? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In other words, here's a, a, a thing that looks designed. Mm-hmm. And so when you see something that looks designed, wouldn't you infer a designer, right? Yeah. But there's an argument against that, and, and a lot of people just say, well... Things appear designed and are not designed. Right. Fair enough. Right. There's like, uh, however, I mean, you could say uh, the fact that, I don't know, if you have like sand on a drum and like you do certain, yes, you know, uh, intonations or tones, it, it sort of like forms in geometric states. It gives a states. form of complexity right. that is not, yes, mm-hmm. that may fool you into thinking someone is doing it. But isn't it crazy that it does just form into that? Like it, it is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's like, pretty cool. So, but most famous, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, and folks, says how much prep I put into the show. I, I go, I go off of my gut and my prior knowledge. I believe it was Sir William Paley, right? Paley, the, the was, watchmaker. Yep, the watchmaker. He was the one, the most famous. I'm sure that people have updated his argument, but he was the most famous one to at least give like the initial most popular articulation. I believe he was a, a churchman mm-hmm. uh, in the Church of England um, in the, I don't know, late 18th century. 18th century. Um, and he was the watchmaker, right? That if you were going through the desert and you stumbled across a watch, you would go like, but you didn't see it, who made it? You sure as heck would just infer from it, since you know you have experience with other things, having the appearance of design actually being designed. If you found this, you would infer from that. It's not a, like a logical leap to go this must be designed as well and so yes, then he, even if you'd never seen a watch before you would still say and so he's huh. like look at this world it's filled with things that appear to have been designed not just the product of right. you know accident or happenstance or the blind kind of forces of, of nature yes you would not assume that someone had taken the pieces of a watch put them in a bag shaken them up and then a watch would come out mm-hmm. ticking and running that just does not follow logic um but okay, so but here I'll, I will confront the argument against it that things appear designed with with an illustration, if I may. Please, I you may. This is an illustration that I don't. I wish I could credit. I heard it years ago, so I don't know who this is. I heard it as a thing that was an old uh, rabbinical illustration. Mm. So I don't believe it's in any text or anything that's official. It's just an illustration, and here it is: is that. So Adam and God are having a discussion, and, and Adam says to God, like, you formed me out of the red clay. I could do that. I could make a man. 
So let's let's make the wager. And God says, sounds good. All right, show me how you can make a man. And Adam reaches down and grabs some of the red clay and starts to form it. And God goes, uh, 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 you got to use your own clay. Mm. And so that is the, I, I think the price of being that kind of atheist of thinking that it looks like it's designed, but it's not, is a steep cost. Because you have to assume that all matter came into being on its own mm-hmm. and then formed itself into complex patterns that appear designed. That's a high cost mm-hmm. rather than just saying, eh, maybe it was designed. Right. So that's my that's my illustration. What do you think of that? I mean, I, I'm I, I'm obviously biased. I, I mean, I'm just I uh, I one of I guess my strongest intuitions is just a, a constant amazement that there's like of it, like of existence. You know that there's like something rather than nothing. That and that I as a conscious being am like able to experience the world around me. Like that, just the. Ex- my sense of just the extreme odds against my own existence um yeah. are, it just is a marvelous miracle to me uh and so i just have that intuitively just makes a lot of sense to you me you see a drawing of a fish here and you just have to assume you just go wow and wow. you know the 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 i mean the exact processes processes whereby that was produced you know i think even uh, people who are more like i don't know like the the um because I've heard argument against n- not like design in in a particular way, like that there's people like Francis Collins, who was the director of NIH, who's like a kind of in the more uh, this is in like deeper in the Christian world, sort of like the bio logos camp, which is, you know, which is not like it's it's theistic still, it's 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 still Christian, but um, you know, he would point to even I think when I was reading his book, just talking about the the presence of like the fact that DNA is itself a kind of code and kind of an information. So what does that tell you? That the basic building block of of life is a form of code and pattern. You know, mm-hmm. that to me is almost another... Information. Yes, yes, it's information. And so behind all information that we know of is intelligence, yes. right? And so I think that's, you know, um, even though he would probably push back against like specific instances, you know, that there is a deep within the structure of life itself is information and encoding. Yes. And what does that tell us? So yeah. it's another form of like, uh, I guess maybe less focused on design and more on intelligence being behind everything. Right. You know, yes. I'm not smart enough to adjudicate yeah, yeah. that, you know what I mean? But I just go like, wow, the, you know, the incredible diversity of life, uh, the complexity, um, that these base this basic encoding behind everything could go in to make up this in this menagerie uh in which we live is just yes to me um you know i think that we we did this uh, we did a pot on this but the the insane clown posse captured, yeah yeah <laughs> they captured just the miraculous you know that sense of childlike wonder magnets how do, how they, do work? they work i mean truly like sure not just like a stoner you know, dorm bull session thing, but like, it's crazy. There's magnets. Right. Uh, so related to it, and, and again, these are, you know, obviously we're just, this is the introduction to these arguments. These mm-hmm. are, we're not no. making the case here. We don't have the time. I certainly don't have the intellect. Pastor does. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so I'll just move on over to one that I think is is closely related, and that is the fine-tuning argument. Okay. That is that 
Earth itself appears to be in a privileged position mm-hmm. in terms of the moon, the stars, the amount of heat, the oxygen, the layers of the atmosphere, that when you really dive down into that, it's like, that's incredible that there is this place. And that's why they call it the Goldilocks. It's also known as the Goldilocks theory. Like, it's not too hot. No, it's I know, not yeah. too cold. It's, it seems to be, in so many miraculous and bizarre ways, it seems to be a place that is designed to have human beings live on it. And it therefore, is. that points to a person or a, a mind, a being who set it up. Yeah. And um, there's like these, uh, some of some of these great, uh, Mike's not on Twitter, but there's some good like accounts, Christian accounts that take like atheist memes and then like but post them unironically. Okay. So it'll be like, like your God like designed a universe, you know, nine billion years ago to like all have, you know, people on this little blue dot like <laughs> tiny blue dot worship him and it's like yeah that's what i believe that's 100 percent what i believe isn't that amazing yeah. um and, and so no the the that yeah like that on a kind of the level of life on earth you know that's a much more like it's a it's that's kind of zooming in the lens to look at design but then you just pull back the camera to our very improbable mm-hmm. um existence on this planet and our ability to be a like the fact that a being such as human beings is here able to kind of discover these i mean mysteries about the universe and its existence and life i mean the fact that that yeah we're we're able to kind of reflect we're a conscious being who's able to reflect on this universe this uh, glorious theater of creation in which we find ourselves it's mm-hmm. just i mean again m- Improbable, and I think that's actually why I do think that's one of the sources of both the multiverse theory, like the fact that it's like, how the heck do we explain this multiverse theory and the simulation theory, Mike? That that we were early, we were early on. I feel like in our engagement with the simulation, the simulation. Thing. I keep hearing that over and over and over again, and I think that people go the reason the simulation uh, hypothesis, such as it is, is popular, is that. It's a way for kind of a purely materialistic or perhaps mm-hmm. agnostic atheistic person to like talk about how crazy this is, yes, that we're here and how just unlikely that is without talking about God. Yes, yes. Well, I often thought that about also the the multiverse is like there's zero evidence for it. I don't <laughs> think there could be right. It can be theorized, but that's that's nuts. I mean, you, they always mock, you know, the God of the gaps. Well, I don't know how. So, well, the multiverse is, could not be more of a stretch just because you can think of it. There's no evidence for it whatsoever. So anyway. And I've played The Sims. Oh, yeah. You know, I've actually never. That's I'm lying. I've never played The Sims. I played SimCity. Oh, OK. You know, back at, back when it was. But SimCity's full of Sims, I'm assuming. Uh is it a different thing? It it was like the way that I played it back in the day. It was much more rudimentary. Like you're like putting up. No, it was not like what The Sims became. Okay, it, you know they're related. They they descend from the same tree, but the evolution of um of Sim the Sims from Sim City. I played Sim Earth too. Really not a hmm. gotta say, guys. Sim Earth terrible game. Like really a bad game. Oh my gosh. So since we are in a simulation, what I'm wondering is like. Were we always programmed to do this podcast, or 
is there like a special package you can buy that, that like this is- forces your little simulations into doing a podcast about uh, like trees walking? Like it's a, it's a patch. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's a patch. Yeah, it's a okay. patch. Or it's an expan- It's part of the expansion. The expansion pack. pack. Yeah. Yep. Wow, I wonder if that's the, the that probably doesn't go out front in the store. It's probably in a back shelf. Where do you keep your um, uh, general uh, religious podcast packs, expansion packs? Oh, those are that's great. They're, those are actually on sale for ninety nine cents. <laughs> All right. Well, whoever is simulating us, I, I hope we did it correctly. Um, and I don't know what it's going to prove. What is the simulation supposed to be? What's the end game? I just think it's just how we program. You know, we've done artificial intelligence and programming and blah, blah, blah. I think it's just okay. like. So there's countless millions of oh, simulations. Yep. We're just in this one. We're yes, stuck in this one. That's correct. That's depressing. Oh, what a, I mean, if we were uh, just uh, the only simulation and there was someone who cared about us, that would be like. I'd feel almost as warm as I do towards God. You know, Of like, all the simulations in all <laughs> yeah. the world. She had to walk into mine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll take a little break. There's a lot to think yes, about. Yeah, there. no, I know. Because we're just thinking about how it's, yeah, just it seems like things are so fine-tuned for us to be here. And it's like, man, that makes me think of some other kind of things that might be fine. Fine-tuned. Tuned. Huh. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in a moment when we think about that. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Like Trees Walking. It's good to be back in the saddle, me and Mike. Uh, yeah, and we, we appreciate all the messages, the reaching out. You know, uh, various seasons of life can hit where it's harder to get together and record. Uh, but Mike and I are just, yeah, thrilled to be able to do this and, and continue to do it. And, yeah, the folks who reach out who'd say, hey, I just discovered this. I'm binging it or I'm a longtime listener. Hope you guys are coming back soon. Those notes of encouragement are, are really awesome, and so we appreciate it. Uh, you know, you can follow us on the socials at LTWPod on Twitter or uh, Like Trees Walking Pod, a Facebook group. Just a, a potential way to connect, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully we got some great stuff coming up here in the future. And, you know, no matter what our, our rhythm, our cadence of publishing these podcasts, um, we love to get together and to share it with you. So rate us, review us, uh, share us, you know, and, and keep on uh, rocking in the free world. Hey, we're back. You remember that term we left you with before the break? This is our new department. Are we to call it a department? Yes, it is a department. Okay. Let's call it a department. All right, introduce our new department. Pastor. Well, you know, Mike and I, we got to thinking. We were thinking just about, man, the, the you know, just how the universe seems fine-tuned uh, for us to be here. And as people who are here, one of the best parts about being a human being is our ability to create... And then also appreciate fine tunes. You see? see We're fine tuned and fine tunes. And so Mike and I thought we would take this opportunity to share with you a couple of tunes that we find find fine. (laughs) All right. I'm going to pull up yours here. Let's see. So we'll let it go. And then I'll kind of... Yeah. Go back. Mike, go back to the beginning. Even I don't want this like... People need to hear the... There we go. Yep. This stand up bass. Yep, stand up bass. Good. Yep. I'm in favor. And then just the drums hit. Fife dot. Name that tune, everybody. Got 
All right. So, folks, right now we are listening to one of my favorite and finest tunes, and that is Bugging Out by A Tribe Called Quest. Fife Dog uh, rapping right now. Um, uh, 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 but uh, also Q-Tip. Q-Tip. Q-Tip is probably... Or Tip. Yes. That's what you sometimes yes. call so Q-Tip is definitely the much more celebrated uh, uh, of the two. But this is on their 1991 album called Low End Theory. And uh, the reason I love this song, you know, it's you love music from your youth that you discover. And this came out in 91, so I was too young to appreciate this song. Um, here's Q-Tip. Because Q-Tip's just got that very, you know, like very unique voice. It's a funny voice. Yeah. It's a, a voice that makes you want to listen. It does. It's a little quiet. It's not as flashy, but it's yeah. And, it's, and it's but fun it's, to listen yeah. To. And so Low End Theory is truly one of those absolute classic um, hip-hop albums. I think it's Tribe's second album. And when this song comes on, just that bass line that hits. Very, very simple beat. You know, largely just, I mean, I think exclusively, it's bass and drum. Basically bass and snare but you get into um, you get into some you know going on the ride symbol and just hitting that, and so it's it's just such a simple simple song. Um, but to me, kind of encapsulates an era of hip hop. You know what what some would call the golden era or like true school hip hop. You know these guys from uh, from New York City. Um, you know as this art form itself kind of. Im- it matures and I think emerges into a new phase of hip hop. You know, it goes from the very early days of, you know, rock riffs and like just kind of very simple rhyming, um, you know, over beats and, and party flavor to a kind of more, I think, maturing art form. I think these guys were were pushing hip hop forward in that era. And, um, and I just, I, I love, um, I just love what they do. I think this is just endlessly catchy. They're very smart, very creative but also very fun. And, uh, and they capture an era of, um, of New York City uh, hip-hop and its kind of emergence and evolution that I appreciate and, you know, that I discovered when I was probably in... We got into it in, like, 8th and ninth grade, and we would just really love to listen to Tribe. And I think Tribe, you know, I mean, is one of those They're things. revered, right? They are. They're revered. They're revered. And this, they you are. See, isn't there a documentary that there is, is much loved about them yep. as well? Yeah. Yep, and it sort of stands... They kind of have stood the test uh, of, of time. And so... I appreciate and love, um, love, love, love the Tribe Called Quest, and I think this is just a great example of what makes them such a wonderful group. It's a fine tune. All right. Well, hopefully people will take your lead and dive into the catalog. It's not a huge catalog, right? No, no, it's not. They didn't no. produce a ton. No, and they were done, you know, and, and Fife Dog, rest in peace. He died. Um, I think he had diabetes and, like, he had a lot of health problems. Um, he was, I don't know if he was a Haitian or... Trinidadian, but he, his his family had immigrated here from uh, from the Caribbean um, to New York City. Short little guy, Fife, and he passed away. Because um, yeah, I believe it was uh, their producer was Ali Shahid Muhammad, and then it was Q Tip and Fife Dog, and uh, that trio. There was Jerobi, but we never really knew what Jerobi did in the group. And uh, uh, yeah, they were a wonderful trio. Gave us some great music and defined an era of hip hop. All right, on to my fine tune. You ready? All right, I'm going to start over again, start too. It's, it's tough, you know, we're running these. See if you can guess what it is. I'll play a little bit of it here. The voice I recognize the hymn distinctive. Right. 
This, of course, is a classic hymn. Uh, the tune, I believe, is Old as Time. Oh, I think, is the tune called Slain? I don't know. That's a good, good question. But this, of course... Is the great Van Morrison and the chief? I believe the chieftains are okay. in the background here. Why do I love it? Yes, it's Van, Van the man, and Van was in his his Christian phase. How long? When did this phase start? How long did it last? Uh, maybe three albums. He he'd had a few where he was sort of mixing Buddhism in with it, and his weird. You know, he's got he's got a quirky spirituality about him. Uh, but for a time, he, he, I think, professed to just be a full-out, born-again Christian. I believe, I don't know if he's drifted away from that or what, but he certainly, that's not not a part of his persona anymore. So, but so it was for a while. When, when was this? Uh, it had to be probably mid ninety, early 90s, okay. through the 90s, probably. Um, but yeah, he would sing... I mean, doesn't, he had almost a hit that was just like, well, he had Whenever God Shines His Light... Was a hit. Um, he's you know with lyrics like, and through the power of Jesus Christ, you can do it too. You know, just in like pop <laughs> yeah. hits, like just. I mean, because you full know, full out singing. He he is a fearless man. Whatever you say of him, I understand he's he's pretty famously a cranky dude. Yeah. No, nobody says like, oh, my warm, warm friend Van Morrison. <laughs> Well, because, you know, for, for the uninitiated, you know, basically someone like me is familiar with Van Morrison for Brown-Eyed Girl. You yes. know, it's like that is the classic, you know, gigantic, massive hit that makes Van Morrison a pop icon. So, well, when he was 20, so that would have been around when he was very young. He was in a very famous band in Northern Ireland called Them that played at a hotel that would be just packed people out the door to see this. And that was, them had a couple of hits. I, I forget. I can't remember the name of the hits, but you know what they are. And he left them pretty early, and famously he then he made Astral Weeks, which many consider a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Did it with these jazz musicians, just session musicians, a haunting album. And uh, he got the reputation of being a genius, and I think he ran with that. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to have him just come out in the middle of the 90s and like be with the Chieftains, and it, it just was a, a weird turnaround. And then to just sing explicitly <laughs> hymns and Christian songs, it's just something you'd expect from a guy who's just trying to reinvent himself all the time. Yeah, well, this is, uh, this is my favorite hymn. This is a great hymn, and, and there's mm-hmm. a certain drive and power to this one. And I Let's was listen to it a little yeah. bit. <laughs> oh well, we we got to we're the dada dada parts. Yeah, but, uh, but a great a great version of it. And we, I was correct that the tune is slain. Okay, it's a nice. traditional Irish melody. Okay, it's a beautiful tune. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is one I want at my funeral. Okay, mm-hmm. can it can it be this version? Or can I hire the chieftains? If you hire the chieftains, I would I'm like... I'm assuming, you, of course, that I'll still I would like... Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike is wishing me an early death. No, that's... Bridget does that to me all the time. She's like, you know what? Uh, uh, when I'm at your funeral, I'm going, it's just like, wait a minute. That's just the assumption. Just this flat-out assumption. <laughs> I mean, the odds are good if you're, you know... We're doing the actuarial tables between a woman I and know, a man. But, I like, know. you know... I hey, just don't want it, the actual... Era, the actuarial tables pushed into your face. No, you don't want that. So but I would look, say... Look, you are going to die before So I'm like, you, okay. if you can hire the chieftains, and you could sing it. And do Ooh, the da-da-da. Okay. Please. All right. I Those are included. 
Uh, okay, so those are some fine tunes to explore. We'll get into our, our more of our funeral tunes later. That would oh, be a good no, one. No, that would be definitely great. Because I, de- I definitely have that list all set. Mike's is, shockingly, it's Frank Sinatra's My Way. Yes. Is just Mike wants that on on, on like a fifty minute loop. It's Chicago, an even worse song. Chicago, <laughs> that toddling town. I, I saw a man, and he danced, danced with, with his, his wife. wife. I mean, yeah. notable, very notable. Very. Uh, well, thank you, everyone. That was our new department, Fine Tunes. You can be expecting this on almost every episode. Every from episode here if on it's not knife sharpening. It's talking about these tunes. Uh, this has been uh, Like Trees Walking. I'm Michael J. Nelson. I'm David Berge. So long.